how many of you use webinars for work? As in, you are a participant and you need to have the video turned on and people will see you. Or you're a presenter and you have to do a good job on camera or else. If webinars are part of your work, this episode is for you. Welcome to Stand Out, the show that shares strategies you can use right now to get noticed and be seen as a thought leader in your industry. I'm your host, Cheryl Tan with CherylTanMedia.com. This is episode 54. In 2018, I am on a mission to inspire you to find your voice, show up consistently, and bring your story to life on video. If you would like the checklist for this episode, how to look and sound great on video, you can get that in the show notes for this episode at CherylTanMedia.com forward slash podcast. This is episode 54. I am so glad that you're here. Today, we're talking about a topic I get asked about a lot, in person, via email, and in the standout Facebook community. Most of the time, people tell me they just don't like to be on video, period. Well, even though people may not like it, they may not have a choice. So that's why we're addressing it today. And this topic is a very popular one on the CherylTanMedia.com blog. By the way, feel free to join the conversation in the Facebook group. I'll send you the link to join after you sign up for my newsletter at CherylTanMedia.com. We'd love to have you inside the group. Online meetings, online classes, and online gatherings are growing in popularity. How easy is it to connect with someone and get on FaceTime? Or use the online video platform Zoom or Skype? How about meeting with clients around the world? Or how about being present for a large online learning community? Even though these meetings are convenient, that doesn't mean these are sessions you can ignore as it relates to how you come across. Just because you're at home or in a remote location doesn't mean you won't be seen. If you're in your kitchen with no light and the TV blaring, other people in the virtual room will remember that. You may be muted for the entire call. You may miss your chance to present. You may end up being a distraction. Before I get to my five main tips, I wanted to share that I am introducing video strategy sessions, and I'm so excited about it. If you want to get better with video, this is your opportunity to get coaching on it. I love working with people to help them craft their message, create video content, and put together a smart plan to get those ideas to as many people as possible. In a 90-minute session, we can get so much done. And by the end of our time together, you will be confident with how to use video in your marketing efforts. If you'd like to learn more, go to the Work With Me tab at CherylTanMedia.com. I'll also link that page to the show notes for this episode. This is episode 54 of the Standout Podcast. On to today's topic and how you can look good in a webinar. First, let me tell you how I came to do a podcast episode on this subject. A friend of mine who works from home asked me to help her and her colleagues out. As part of her job, which is 100% remote, she was on webinars all the time and wanted to get some ideas on how to show up better on video. I wrote a blog post on this topic for the blog at CherylTanMedia.com, and three years later, it is still one of the most popular posts on the site. There's something about the topic that people are interested in, 
And if you think about it, it makes quite a bit of sense. More and more people are working from home and they're staying in contact with their companies via video. Additionally, more and more businesses are turning to video or to webinars to share information with colleagues and customers. So you might be asking yourself, how hard can it really be? Open up your laptop or prop up your smartphone and hit start or record, right? Well, not so fast. There are whole industries devoted to lighting and video. While you do not need to buy any extra equipment or invest in lights, there are some things you can do to make a better impression when you are in a webinar at home. These tips are for those who are just starting out and want a way to look better when your face is on camera during a video presentation to your boss or to a client. For a face-to-face -face meeting, you might walk into a conference room with a notebook and a pen. For a webinar, though, there are some things to consider before you sign in. After almost 20 years in front of the camera as a TV news anchor and reporter, I have made so many mistakes and then some. I remember the time I wore a beautiful striped scarf and giant hoop earrings on the air. Not a bad look for a night out, or so I thought then, but definitely not ideal for anchoring a newscast. In fact, my news director pulled me into his office after the show and told me the outfit was too distracting. Just as you would prepare for an interview on television, prepare for your moment in the online spotlight from the comfort of home. I also wanted to say something about equipment. A smartphone will do the job. Many of these webinar programs allow you to use your smartphone, so if you feel as if your laptop camera isn't good enough, we'll just use your phone. This doesn't require you to go out and buy all new stuff. Okay, on to the tips. Number one, when you're talking about how to look better on a webinar, how to look good on a webinar, dress for the part. Just because you are working from home doesn't mean you wear what my kids would call home clothes. PJs, tank tops, and workout clothes are just fine for different parts of your day. If you'll be interviewing for a job via video, maybe you wear a suit jacket. If it's a meeting with colleagues, how about a collared shirt? Choose a solid color that flatters you and stay away from the patterns. Good news when you're conducting your chat from home, you just need to dress for the part from the waist up. No one will know if you're wearing shorts and slippers. <laughs> Tip number two, set the scene. The photojournalists I've worked with over the years have always told me to stay away from white walls. When interviewing people for stories, we would always look for a nice background that included pictures, fireplaces, or centerpieces. They always told me anything was better than a plain white background. So set your shot up in front of a wall that is not white, but that is not too busy either. Look for a backdrop that has some depth as well. Consider sitting in front of a plant, a bookshelf, a picture, something to separate you from the wall behind you. Now, this is advice for a TV interview. You can also use these ideas for the backdrop for you when you're on camera and sitting in a webinar. Tip number three, light it up. Here is where you can spend many days of research and plenty of dollars in lighting investment. I've seen firsthand the effects of fantastic lighting. Great lighting can help you look amazing, period. But maybe you're not quite ready to invest in a light kit worth thousands. My favorite light, truly, is natural light. I always tell people to sit by a window. Prop your computer up on a table and make sure the window is either in front of you or beside you 
but not behind you. If you'll be on camera at night, get a desk lamp and place it right next to your computer. That's all you need. Tip number four, focus on sound. Attendees of your broadcast will be more forgiving of poor video quality than poor audio quality. They really want to hear you. And if they can't hear you, they'll be frustrated and turn away. If you'll be doing webinars regularly, consider getting a microphone to ensure quality sound. I personally use an ATR 2100, but you don't even need to invest in a microphone. Find a quiet place for your webinars and use headphones like the ones that came with your smartphone to keep outside noises from creeping in. A room with carpet and curtains is ideal because the sound quality will be better. I record my podcasts in my bedroom closet. Those clothes provide the best barrier from echoes. Tip number five is to be you, but dial up the energy. So let's say you're giving a presentation to a team of coworkers about a current project, or maybe you're giving an update to a supervisor and asking for more money. Whatever it is, as you are making the presentation, make sure you speak directly to one person, even if there are a lot of people in the room. I used to joke that I spent my entire career speaking into a box, which actually was the camera. The way to get past that feeling is to imagine focusing on speaking to just one person. While doing so, you have to be able to transfer the emotions you are feeling to the person on the other side. You do that through your eye contact and your delivery. You may feel as if you are speaking with too much emotion or too much feeling, and it may feel unnatural to you, but trust me, it is not. If you speak normally on camera, it will appear to the audience as if you have no energy. You have to dial it up and increase those energy levels and put some oomph behind what you're saying. What comes across on camera will be just right. It may seem unnatural at first, but keep working at it. The popularity of video is exploding, so it is worth it to master this skill. After all, practice makes perfect. I'll be doing another podcast episode on this topic in the future. You can subscribe to the Standout Podcast so you can get the episode in your podcast app when it comes down. Well, there you have it. Five main areas to focus on before you sit in front of that camera. Dress the part. Set the scene. Light it up. Focus on sound. And be you, but dial up the energy. There are so many situations these days where webinars are being used as a way to guide students through a lesson and answer questions in real time, as a way to create community in your groups, as a way to really interact with your students or your teachers or your managers. There are so many benefits to being on webinars. By preparing just a little bit, you become more memorable. And sometimes you're the one actually doing the presenting. So many people have courses and programs and they're trying to build community. Video is such a great way to create that connection. I hold group programs, in fact. One in particular is called Get Media Ready. And we have group lessons where I share some best practices in getting media exposure for your business. People are prepared to ask their questions and I walk them through the steps to creating a smart media plan. If you haven't done a group call before where you're in charge of all the interaction in that online room, here are some ideas for how to make the process a little less nerve wracking. Number one, make sure everyone knows that video is part of the program, the webinar, the online meeting beforehand. If I'm doing an interview for this podcast, for example, 
I use Skype and I make sure to let people know that the interview is done using video and audio. When I first started doing these podcast interviews, I didn't make it as clear. I assumed people would know that we would be using video because we were using Skype. I know, silly. But in the beginning, I had too many people who were surprised and who were even more nervous when they realized they were going to be on video. So for my group programs, I use Zoom, which is an online video program. And I make sure my students know I want them to use the video function if at all possible, so I can see people and get a feel for how they are understanding my material and the lessons. Number two, don't be afraid to encourage students in your program to be seen on camera and to ask questions while on there. When we're at home, it's so easy to multitask. We have phones buzzing, we have kids trying to get our attention, we have people knocking on the door. So it's important to make sure your students, even in an online classroom setting, know that their engagement is important. So ask them questions, have them get involved in the discussion, whether it's through the chat function or if you unmute them and answer questions live. Make sure that that participation is something they expect to be a part of and make sure that they turn on the cameras on their video function. Third, it's okay to be nervous. It's okay to feel those butterflies in the pit of your stomach and wonder, am I going to do a good job? But it's not good to have those feelings stop you from moving forward. The nerves will give you energy and help you focus on the task at hand, which is to teach, to listen to your students and give answers that will encourage them to get to their next step. And finally, I mentioned the beauty of practice earlier, and I want to mention it again. Not only does practice make perfect, it actually makes you confident. Whether you do a practice session with your close friends or do a solo practice session where no one else is around, just by going through the motions, you will feel better when the real thing happens. And after the real session goes live, you will feel even better the next time you have to do it. Every time afterward, you will feel better about being on camera and you will feel much more confident. I see it over and over again when working with my clients. I see it so clearly in the group programs that I hold with students. They talk about how much better they feel after that first time on camera. The ones that follow are so much easier. I wanted to share some of the things that a few of my students told me after a video boot camp I held about a year ago. We did videos, some taped and some live, over the course of four weeks. The students in the class all wanted to start using video in the marketing of their businesses, but many of them just hadn't used video before, and so they had to get past a few mindset blocks before they felt comfortable being on camera. Well, here's the thing, is they did it. And I was so proud and thrilled to see their videos. If you're in this place of wanting to create videos, I do want you to be aware of this. This is what they said was the hardest part. It's getting used to seeing yourself and listening to yourself talk on video. That's it. Over and over, that's what the participants in this video bootcamp said. But once they got used to seeing themselves, they got over it and they got comfortable on video. And now so many of them are using video regularly and I love it. So cheers to you as you get past the first few sessions you do and move into a place where you feel good and you actually like being on camera. I know this can happen for you. 
I would love for you to share your experiences with video in the Standout Facebook community. You can join us in that group and introduce yourself. Sign up for my newsletter at CherylTanMedia.com and I'll send you the link to join. And if you're interested in a personalized video plan, check out my video strategy sessions by going to CherylTanMedia.com and click on the Work With Me tab. If you have been a faithful listener of Standout, I thank you. If you are brand new to my community, I appreciate your checking us out. In 2018, I am on a mission to inspire you to find your voice, to show up consistently, and to bring your story to life on video. I will link my checklist, How to Look and Sound Great on Video, to the show notes for this episode. You can find that at CherylTanMedia.com forward slash podcast. This is episode 54. Until next time, I'm Cheryl Tan.